0: Welcome to the one and only Circle City Cinema, with your host and the one and only, Zach Griffith. Hello, and welcome into Circle City Cinema. A very special episode today, the 15th anniversary of one of my favorite movies of all time. As I was re-watching this movie, I'm like, damn, definitely one of my top 10 favorite movies, but... <laughs> It could be a top five favorite. I'd have to sit down and rank them. No Country for Old Men. The 15th anniversary of this year, which is unbelievable. And I'm joined by my good friend, the founder of the Running Hook Podcast Network, the host of the Basketball Power Hour, Alex Burr.
1: Well, Alex, Zach, welcome I'm, in. Uh, thank you. I am pleased to join you. And let's make this podcast No Country for Old Men. <laughs>
0: well tell you what I felt like an old man after realizing this is the 15th anniversary I could I was 10 in 2007 needless to say I didn't see this movie in 2007 neither did I (laughs) I don't even know I don't even know how old I was when I saw this movie for the first time but if you can remember
1: your first viewing of this movie describe it to me (laughs) I don't necessarily remember my first viewing of this movie I mean the, the the first takeaway you get from the first time of this movie is Javier Bardem just mm. is, are there words I mean there are words you have plenty of words in this Google Doc um, mm. yes, but do. there are in terms of like actually describing the performance just in terms of the performance itself <laughs> Breathtaking, I guess, is one way to put it. Like, just in masterclass in terms of playing a villain. Um, pure villainy and just pure, pure cool. masterclass and evil, <laughs> evil for no he's, reason. He's like the manifestation of death in yes. this movie. Yes, he shows. Like up. if fewer... you cross
0: paths with him, you're going to die.
1: With with probably one it's, exception, which we'll talk about. <laughs> Yes, there's I well, there's a couple, a couple exceptions, but a couple. for the most part, it's it's Javier Bardem that stands out the first time when you're watching this. He blows you away. And then the more times you watch it, I've seen this probably I like I've seen this a few times. I'm not going to count how many times I've seen it, but every time the more times you watch it, the more you appreciate just how Intricate the plot is and how just how well laid out the dialogue. Like one thing I appreciated watching this for this podcast is how. Much care and detail is put into the dialogue, how much care and detail is put into how they say things. It, honestly, to compare it to another Coen Brothers movie, Zach. It kind of reminded me of how much care they put in the dialogue for the Big Lebowski, but mm. in like a dramatic way, because you know, in The Big Lebowski, every word meant... <laughs> you know, The a... Big Lebowski is a comedy. But mm-hmm. this movie, the words have so much more weight because it's a drama and there's... The stakes are so much... The For all intents and purposes, The Big Lebowski is about nothing. This movie has very clear and defined stakes, which makes the dialogue that much more riveting, in my mind. Well, you're right, and it's riveting because Alex...
0: I'll I'll uh, dive into fun facts a little bit here. There's only 16 minutes of music in the whole movie. This is a two-hour movie. There's only 16 minutes of music total in this movie. So every word matters. Every word of dialogue matters. And there's not a lot of characters in this movie. You could argue there's not a main character in this movie.
1: You could really argue that. I would say it's... Three main characters, and I wouldn't say there's one that's driving the plot necessarily. I would say the antagonist for sure is Anton Sugar, that's 1000%. Yeah. The antagonist, main antagonist, without a shadow of a doubt,
0: one of the worst haircuts in movie history.
1: <laughs> it's bad, it's terrible. Um, still, Llewellyn badass, but takes away. Josh Josh Rollins, Llewellyn. Mm. And Tommy Lee Jones is Ed Tom, I think are the two protagonists, that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. And you could also throw um Mrs. Moss, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um Carla Jean. You Carla could also Jean. throw Carla Jean as a protagonist, and there Carla she's not Jean in the Moss. movie enough, I don't think, to be a protagonist, but she I I think I would agree with your assessment that there isn't a main character. I think there are a lot of main characters. I think I think the film heads wouldn't like this comparison, but it's kind of like Avengers an Avengers movie where you throw a bunch of well, characters. You, let me think here. I mean
0: you have Thanos I mean, in the movie you so Thanos it kind of works movie, out. And Tommy Lee Jones was in the first Captain America movie. I don't think Bardem was in a Marvel movie that I can think of. Yeah, but he did go on to play another iconic villain, Skyfall.
1: Um, Woody Harrelson was in a Star Wars, was in Solo, so I mean, not really yeah. the same thing, but no. <laughs> this but, movie. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No,
0: it's it's. <laughs> there's so many things about this movie that just <laughs> there's there's no music. You hinge on every word. By the time you see it, like the 20th time, like me, you're finding comedy and things that are not funny to a first time viewer of this movie. Yes. Yes. Because you realize like, like, for instance, when uh, Anton is asking the landlord of the trailer park, like, where does he work? (laughs) I can't say. I can't say. Where does he work? Did you not hear me? (laughs) <laughs> and then he leaves, like, pissed off. like. And, and then the the coin flip scene with the cashier. You don't know what you're talking about, do you? <laughs> I need to know what I stand again. <laughs> like, you find comedy in that stuff, and it's not funny because a, a man's life is on the line. And he doesn't even know it, but it's... And you're right about Barnum. It's one of the 10 greatest performances of our lifetime definitely of the last definitely of the 21st century and we're going to talk about the run of supporting actor winners during this time period but this is one of the it's one of the most iconic performances of all time and it's like when you see Javier Bardem you think of you think of this movie so I know I said there's no main character to the movie but when I think of this movie that's thats the character I think of
1: Anton I w- Sugar. I want to say this about the dialogue because I think this really takes it home is that there is they repeat themselves a lot in this movie which is something I don't think I ever really noticed before but it's like so I pulled up the quotes on IMDb because I can't remember everything you know line for line right so this is towards the end of the movie you don't have to do this Anton Sugar says people always say the same thing Carla Jean says what do they say they say you don't have to do this they keep repeating themselves over and over again it's just like a thing that happens all the time yeah it like during the scene with the cashier he keeps saying sir sir because he like and i think so you you married into it so you
0: married into it sir sir Sir? well now it's dark now we close it dark
1: (laughs) dark's not a time i asked what time you closed sir now we close it now it's such a I think it's such a brilliant device for the movie yes. and again that's why I, that's one of the reasons I compared it to the Big Lebowski is because they keep repeating themselves but it's such like it's a weird device I think for a movie but I think it's so effective and compelling and I think one it's one of the reasons why sugar <laughs> drives this point across because if you repeat yourself <laughs> people are going to get what you're saying mm-hmm and i i just thought that that was one of my main takeaways i wanted to get in before we talked about the other stuff because i i really loved that this time like I, that's something i just really noticed this time around other than you know the big it's like this huge cinematography that that was all beautiful everything yes. like everything about this movie i'm not gonna say it's a perfect because i don't think it's perfect but it's not perfect. i think it's a it's a movie that's great in spite of its imperfections.
0: And I think that's something. There's one in particular that I'll get I'll get into later. But I really only have one gripe with this movie.
1: I'm curious to hear what that is, but I'm sure we have other stuff we need to talk about before we get into the rest of this movie.
0: And, and the one thing about the coin flip scene that I don't laugh at is when the guy asks, well, I don't know what I'm putting up and then sugar says yeah you do you've been putting it up your entire life you just didn't know it yet
1: such a and, chilling yeah yeah
0: I, and i was watching this on tuesday night and i was like damn like this guy's this guy's about to die and he has no he has no fucking idea no idea just because this guy walked into his shop like he didn't do anything he just just cuz he walked in just because fate, and you could argue he's fate manifested too—not just death, but fate. Like you can't control if you meet this guy or not. And right, like when he when he kills the big financial guy, and he's like, "Are you going to shoot me?" And he's like, "That depends. Do you see me?" <laughs> it like just it's, fucking again insane dialogue. It's insane. It's delivery. Not funny. It's not funny, but it is. <laughs> What it is, yeah, because it's just insane dialogue, insane delivery, and you know, you could say, you could point at different scenes of this movie and be like, "That's why Bar won the Oscar. That's why him won the." O-. But just look at the whole performance, and you're like, you couldn't have, you couldn't have given it to anybody else.
1: You really I, think, have. I think. I think mean, you look, and I have looking also looking at watched...
0: these nominees. Like, it's just there's there's no there's no way. <laughs>
1: you and I have also watched too much Sopranos. Yeah, I've seen it uh, three times. (laughs) So I think you know we can find humor. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. No trouble finding humor in some of these things. But um, yeah, I think some of these aren't they like you said not funny at all. But they the Coen Brothers I think find a way to inject the humor into this. They
0: always find a way. Like even in. Like a few months ago, a couple months ago, I watched a movie of theirs called Blood Simple and it was from nineteen eighty four, I think. And it's not it's it's not a funny movie, but the thing the situations they put the movie in make it funny, much like this movie. And you also just have to see it lots of times. Like there's times in Fargo that are funny. Like when William H Macy gets caught at the end and he's like, "Yeah, I'll be right there." And he's he's they they bust the door down. And he's climbing out the window like that's funny. And it's not funny the first time you see it. But let's get into it Alex. First a couple things, things we've seen lately. And I'll start with you because I haven't seen you lately. So I want to know what you have seen.
1: All right. I I'll keep it to lately. But um, it is basketball season, Zach. You know, my time for Yay. lately isn't much because I do have to watch a lot of basketball. Oh, yes. Um, I have been I'll, doing that as well. I'll start with House of the Dragon. Um, it's next on my list. That is was a phenomenal showing from HBO. It was missing some of the humor from Game of Thrones, but I also think they had to pack a lot. Because it, it's, you know, it's a history series, right? Like, er, and we're going back in time. You know, these are historical characters from what we know from Game of Thrones. But the action was great. Um, the drama was top notch from, like, Game of Thrones was... I, I give the first season, like, 8 out of 10, with the expectation, you know, it's the first season. It can only go up from here. Um, I watched Austin Powers recently. The ah. first one. I... I've only seen the first two. I haven't seen the third one. International Man of Mystery. International Man of Mystery. I don't think there's a better... I go back. <laughs> I'll watch YouTube clips from that one a lot. I think my two favorite one are... My two favorite ones are... That's a man, baby! When he punches Basil Exposition's mom. <laughs> and then Dr. Evil's speech. he's like my father would make claims like he invented the question mark the scene in family therapy and oh gosh that movie is just so like it's so well constructed comedy and it's it's so good um i i saw black panther um wakanda forever recently i second your comments about everything i have to say i loved what you said about winston duke um in your podcast um i thought it was a really i thought it was really true and i was like hmm. i agree with what you said i thought um i thought namor holy shit it was thank just god an amazing killing thank god thank god <laughs> I, I don't think they could afford to <laughs> no he is going to be a menace not a menace i mean isn't namor a hero in yes. the comics.
0: He's a hero. In the comics, he's he's an Avenger at one point. He's a member of the Fantastic Four at one point. Like he's he's undoubtedly
1: a hero in the in the comics. And then I think we're gonna keep it to that because that's about as recent <laughs> Again, it's basketball season. It's basketball season, so not much other time for Tyrese. other stuff on the docket. Tyrese. Okay, listen. Can I can I say something real quick? I know this is a movie ben. podcast. Ben. Can I, Zach, you are one of my dearest friends, so this isn't directed at you. Oh, no. I, I know you're not overrating Tyrese Halliburton. I know you are more reasonable about Tyrese Halliburton than Bill Simmons is, which is a problem. <laughs> OK. I heard Bill Simmons say that he would rather have Tyrese Halliburton than Trey Young. That's one Ooh. of the craziest things I've ever heard. I'm sorry. Tyrese Halliburton is just as bad on defense as Trey Young is. And he, listen, he's
0: bigger. That's Tyrese literally, is on the Ty- Steve Nash trajectory, but he's a better scorer than Steve Nash.
1: Yes, which, but I don't think he'll be as good as Steve Nash. I think I'm not saying he'll win back to back MVPs like Steve Nash, but he could I could he's gonna make all star games. Right. I think he could be there's a
0: couple seasons where he could be in the MVP talks, I think. I think. <laughs> if he finished top ten MVP voting one year, I wouldn't be shocked. Top ten, like, okay. If we made the playoffs this year, not the play-in, the playoffs. If we just straight up made the playoffs this year and He's our best player, and he keeps putting up stats like he has been.
1: Float him some MVP votes. You'd have to worry about Andrew Nembhard stealing some votes from him. Um, Dude, I, I I just feel that Andrew Nembhard makes me hard. <laughs> I just feel that the Tyrese Halliburton hype train, Zach, is just going a little overboard. Like just a little bit. I think he's
0: really good. Um, that's fine. That's fine though, because tra- it takes attention away from
1: Matherin. Trey Young is made All NBA, not multiple times. I think he's only made it once. He took a team and to the East Finals. Yes, he took a team to the East Finals. Although he's, Alex' recent recent days
0: not looking too good for Trey Young. Not uh, looking, not great. Not a great look for Trey. Not a okay, great look.
1: I'm gonna wait till the whole story comes out before I I pass full judgment there. <laughs> I, not a great I, look to, to to no show the game. It's not a great look. Well, again, I'll wait to see because I'm sure something mm. will come out from. We'll see. I'm again. Ag- agreed. And I
0: like McMillan. I like McMillan. So I'm going to take his side automatically. But
1: it's it's just. I I think the Trey, I think the Tyrese Halliburton hype train. I think he's very good. I think he's been probably he's uh, all star right now on my ballot. I just think it's getting a little out of hand. Zach, what have you seen lately? Well, I only had one thing down.
0: And it's the Pacific. I actually finished the Pacific. I've mentioned it on my pod a couple times. <laughs> finished it last night. Uh, 10 episodes. It's basically the sequel to band of brothers or uh, a uh, companion piece to band of brothers. Uh, I've been on a war kick uh, with TV and movies. And this is another great entry into that kick. It's, it's tough, man. Like I was talking about it on my 2023 pod. Like you don't hear about the Pacific war that much when you, when you see things or read things about world war two, fucking brutal, fucking brutal. And there's one character in this show who's just not the same when he comes back and you can just tell he's not going to adjust the normal life easily and it's really sad like i almost almost teared up almost teared up at the in this in this finale but awesome show working through some hbo shows right now and i was really glad to finish this one because it was it was it was really moving at times so the pacific if you're into war stuff if you're into stuff about with really like humanity centric themes I would I would recommend the Pacific very much uh, but that's really all I've seen so far uh, recently I've been hitting TV pretty hard next up I think I'm going to watch House of the Dragon Alex it's you only got, one season you have to. I think I'm going to hit it up
1: you have to and then um, I think my next thing is probably well I got to finish Breaking Bad I think I should have thrown that in there I've, yeah, you do. I gotta. Um, I'm through one season of Breaking Bad. I'm just gonna start over season two. But I can tell you what I'm going to see. I'm going to see
0: Avatar: The Way of Water in IMAX next weekend. I can tell you that. I don't uh, care.
1: I don't care. I'll probably, I'm gonna pay
0: the full price.
1: I'll probably wait for my birthday. My e- birthday is um a couple of weeks from now, so I might just wait. And um
0: Alex, it's a daunting task for me. But the copy of Avatar I have includes three versions of the movie. Do I dare try and watch all three versions before I go see The Way of Water? Zach, I think you dare. Dare. I think you can watch the extended edition at least. Because there's the extended edition, theatrical edition, and then the James Cameron director's cut. So if I at least watch the cut. Watch the director's
1: cut.
0: James Cameron
1: is talking up. Some big game lately. I don't know if you've seen these quotes from him. I've seen some reporters quotes too saying that this is like a big time movie. I think it's gotten me intrigued. The problem is I haven't seen Avatar the first one since it came out. Mm. So well, I don't
0: think you're alone there. Listen, I have no problem with the argument that Avatar has no cultural impact because it doesn't. It doesn't. And you can blame Cameron on that. Because he waited way too long to release a sequel. But I still think that it did wonders for the visual effects in Hollywood. It's the highest grossing movie of all time. I mean, that has to count for something. I don't care if he cheated and re-released it in China. I don't care. It's the it's the highest grossing movie of all time. And I think this one is gonna gross close to one and a half billion.
1: Shout out to Barry Bonds. You don't cheat, you don't win.
0: Shout out to Barry Bonds, uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Roger Clemens, all those guys, all those guys. But <laughs> I, I'm I'm going to see that next weekend in IMAX, and it's going to be great, Alex. And Bryce Shaddy can eat crow on James Cameron. He can eat, he can eat crow.
1: He can eat crow. He's a James Cameron hater. I that's Zach. How much is that going to break the record for highest grossing movie? Do you think, no. or do you think it's too? Do you think too much time has passed between the two?
0: Well, the first one did really well in China and of course they did the re-release a couple years ago. So it's going to do really well here and in China. I don't think it's going to... No, it's not going to break the record. It's not going to break the record, but one and a half billion, I'd be willing to book that. One and a half billion?
1: What about two? You don't think it'll hit two?
0: Mmm wouldn't be shocked if it did but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna put money down on that not gonna put money down
1: on that so the record is 2.7 bill yes almost. That's, probably, that's a high well right now it's actually 2.9 for avatar um well they just re-released
0: it again this year for the first one because the second is so- coming out I mean it looks stunning these trailers look stunning and all their all the reviews are great so
1: I'm still there's waiting only for the been, 4k release of the first one there's only been 5 2 billion movies I didn't realize it, that can I guess them can I guess okay. them okay let's see if you can We you know one obviously
0: Avatar Endgame Infinity yes. War yes Force
1: Awakens yes Mm -hmm. let's see if you can get this last one no way home no no way home was close no way home was at 1.91 2 billion has to be recent (laughs) has to be recent no comment because if I comment you'll get it Hmm. I'll say this. Um is it Jurassic World 2? Jurassic World 2, no. Jurassic World um Jurassic World 2 is actually seventeenth. Mm. <laughs> which is crazy. Um give it to me. I don't know. It is Titanic. Fuck.
0: <laughs> Fuck. Should have guessed that. Re-releases, man. Re-releases.
1: So re-releases Spider-Man- to
0: get over the goal line.
1: The rest of the um, top ten. So, Spider-Man: No Way Home is sixth. Uh, Jurassic World, the first one, is seventh. Lion King is eighth, or the the new Lion King, the live action yeah, one. How did that bullshit. make? How did that make know. that much money? The, I don't know. It sucks. The first Avengers is ninth, and then Furious Seven is tenth. See, that was in the back of my mind
0: as a guess, but I didn't think it made that much. But
1: you know, Top Gun: Maverick, eleventh. <laughs> I like that. Top Gun Maverick, great movie. If that's in theaters over Christmas break, I'm going to probably see it. I never saw that in theaters.
0: It's between that and the Batman for best movies I've seen this year. And I didn't think that would be the case. Really didn't. But anyway, News Alex. I only found a couple things that were worth mentioning. Major shakeups at DC Films. Of course, James Gunn is now uh he's basically co-heading up this uh venture at DC films Wonder Woman 3 canceled, apparently Man of Steel 2 in jeopardy and this is the most this is the craziest part of it all Jason Momoa possibly getting recast as Lobo they're thinking about ending the Aquaman franchise And just going with him as Lobo, which is a great casting, but it just throws a wrench in things because he was already Aquaman. It's kind of like Marvel ignoring the fact that Mahershala Ali was in Luke Cage and casting him as Blade. So (laughs) I I wonder how they're going to do that. But Alex, DC has been in a rough spot basically ever since Justice League. Maybe even before that. So I don't know what to make of this. Obviously, blowing it up and starting over NBA style seems to be the logical move. But number one, the most positive thing out of this is they're not touching Pattinson Batman, which is good. They're not touching that. Man of Steel 2 in Jeopardy kind of breaks my heart because I love Man of Steel. Wonder Woman 3 being canceled. Is fine with me because I thought the second one sucked. Jason Momoa getting recast, I think, would be a mistake. But Alex, what do you make of this? Like, I, is the DCEU as we know it done? Is it done?
1: I mean, you would have to think so, but it's weird because, you know, James Gunn just made two pretty good projects within that. Um, I mean, the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker a show that I loved. I don't think, I actually think I did talk about Peacemaker on here a while ago. I don't remember, but I loved Peacemaker. I thought Peacemaker was, Peacemaker was great. And I, you know, listen, if they're just going to keep the gun properties and, you know, blow everything else up. I mean, I guess, but it c- would be kind of weird to have an established continuity. I think if you're going to blow it up, just blow everything up. You know, get rid of John Cena, get rid of The Rock. But at some point, you know, who's going to play all these characters? <laughs> you know, that's sad
0: because they're basically confirming
1: Snyderverse is done
0: and that Snyder Cut Justice League is a one off, which is kind of heartbreaking. Because that was a great, that was an awesome, awesome. God, I love that movie. But uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like these are some iconic characters, with Ben Affleck, I really like Ben Affleck as Batman. I really like Henry Cavill as Superman. I really like Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. I really like Momoa as Aquaman. And from everything I've heard and read, seen as great as Peacemaker. And he was good in the Suicide Squad. I just, it's an interesting way to go about it, especially for James Gunn, who, like you said,
1: made two projects in this universe. I listen. I think if you're gonna blow everything up, keep Pattinson. Um, Absolutely, you have, don't touch it. You, Leave you it to You have gold in that particular section, but there's no reason. Like, if you're, I, I think personally their mistake was trying to make it like the MCU. I think, you know, you have the justice league, right? But you don't need to have it be like the MCU where You know, all these characters are interacting. You can just have those standalone movies and have, you know, the justice league, you know, have, you know, you don't need to be the MCU. You can do your own thing. And I think maybe if they try to reboot these franchises, I think maybe they can give them a fair shake. The problem is of course, you know, I would like to see another Man of Steel. I would like to see, me you know, too. he really didn't want to. I, I, I love Man of Steel. Like, am I alone in that? I, I like, I haven't Steel seen was amazing. I haven't seen Man of Steel in a while, but I really did like it. Um, I did not want to see another Wonder Woman movie after. I really liked the first Wonder Woman. <laughs> I really did not like the second one The second one I wouldn't <laughs> wipe my ass with. I don't know what happened there. I know I remember there. ripping it on the pod. I remember I remember ripping you ripping it. it too. And I'll tell you one thing you weren't. I remember one thing you were absolutely right about is that they saw like, oh, the audience was attached to Chris Pine's character. I can't remember his name, but Steve Trevor That's right. They were really attacked. Like the audience really liked him. So they're like, Oh, we need to bring him back. Wasted Pascal.
0: Wasted Pascal. And we know what the problem was, Alex. We know what the problem was. Patty Jenkins didn't write the first one. She directed it. And the second one, she did both. She wrote and directed it. And what was the problem with the, with the second one, Bryce or uh, Alex? Sorry. The plot
1: Exactly. So there you yeah, go. it was it was all over the place. By the way, I don't know if I talked about this movie on this podcast. Um, Massive weight uh, or unbearable, yes, whatever. The still
0: need to watch it. Unbearable. That weight movie was talent. great.
1: That movie was great. Massive talent. Pascal. That movie Pascal was great in that movie. You would love that movie so much. I it's again, actually
0: in my collection. Believe it or not, I have the 4K steel book <laughs> of that movie, and I've yet to watch
1: it. I'm ashamed of myself for saying that Zach, out loud. Zach, just, I know, don't make it your absolute priority. Just whenever you have time, just relax. It's a great movie. Well, it's Alex, just that, I'm in the process of moving right
0: now. Mm. Well, tomorrow I'll be in the process of moving, but I packed up all my movies uh, a couple nights ago, and I don't think I have ever said on the pod how many movies I have, but I'm going to say it right now. Here. I have my spreadsheet here. Yes, I have a spreadsheet. I packed wanna- up all 695 of my movies. And they're in my car right now, waiting to be taken to my apartment. Tomorrow. And it was very somber. It was somber. I was like, packing up my packing up my kids. Like, let's go.
1: You also let's want go to go give on. us your exact address so we can send you stuff in the mail? Uh,
0: yes, it's... Uh, one two three, go fuck yourself, Lane. Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was it was kind of sad packing them up because they had been on my shelves for and almost like, I remember? That's but crazy. They're gonna have a new home soon, so it'll be great. Uh, but yes, I agree with you. It's uh, don't know what to expect. I really wanted a Man of Steel too. It doesn't look like we're gonna get it. And it's really weird considering. I'm sure you know by now, but Cavill was in Black Adam.
1: He showed up at the end of Black Adam. Did you see Black Adam? I did not see Black Adam, but I didn't really care if you spoiled it. So, well, I saw it on because if you're a member at AMC,
0: you're able to see movies on Tuesday nights for five dollars. So I went and saw Black Adam on a Tuesday night for five bucks was very delighted to see that the rumors were true, that Cavill showed up at the end. And now I know
1: it was all for nothing. And it's kind of sad. But... Well, well, before before you go on, Zach, um, I don't know if you saw this James Gunn, what he said. He hmm. did say, so as for the story yesterday in The Hollywood Reporter, some of it's true, some of it's half true, some of it's not true. And we haven't decided whether yet whether it's true or not. Some of it. He posted a long thread on Twitter. I won't read all of it, <laughs> but, gives us shit. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, wow. he's basically saying nothing's final yet, but it it sounds like it's been hundred percent confirmed that Wonder Woman's gone. Like that. Yes, dis-
0: which is, I mean, the first one is awesome. Second one, like I said, I wouldn't wet my ass with it, but it had promise at least. So it makes sense. And Patty Jenkins is doing some star Wars stuff now. So that, that makes sense. That make that part of it makes sense.
1: But it's, I, I just thought I wanted to get that in there before. No, I'm before glad we you moved did. On. Cause that,
0: that, uh, didn't really clear up anything, which is classic James gun. <laughs> <laughs> well, but anyway, I trust him. I trust the guy. I know this is all kind of, you know, Hollywood reporter usually gets stuff, right? <laughs> Hollywood Reporter and Variety are typically my go-to sources, so I trust them. But James gun usually hits more than he misses, so I'll, I'll, I'll trust him. And honestly, DC didn't have the balls to do this, to blow everything up, so I trust him. Next up, trailer for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1 is releasing... Next Tuesday, Alex, Uh, this is a movie that's near and dear to both of our hearts. Um, One of the greatest animated movies ever made into the Spider-Verse. Quite possibly the best Spider-Man movie ever made. Definitely an inspiration for No Way Home. Uh, And quite frankly, inspired a video game, Spider-Man Miles Morales. So... There you go. Uh I can't wait for this trailer. I know it's just a trailer, but I don't I don't give a shit, Alex. I don't give a shit. Everything I've read about this movie I, I said it on the twenty twenty three pod, like this movie is gonna be a trailblazer for animation, which is saying a hell of a lot. Yeah. I mean it's been
1: what five years since the it first will be one. It's been
0: five years since the first one when this movie comes out.
1: Now, granted, we have to take that with a grain of salt because you know there was a they got year delayed. where there was just a year where people you know couldn't work on stuff. You know, didn't movies weren't released. Exactly, Alex. Uh, so, but still, if we take that year out, that's four years. That's a long time. That being said, um, this is a movie mm. I'm willing to wait for. Like, oh fuck
0: yeah!
1: I and that trailer as soon as it drops as soon as you send it to our chat because i know you will i will or someone will i am going to be all over it if i'm I'm not in a coma when it comes out yes i'm gonna be all over it spider verse is one of my favorite movies and god that sequel i it's I, I just words can't describe how hyped I am for it. And it's not coming till next year. So I I have to temper my expectations. Otherwise, I'm going to die of excitement. March, I, I, will... I believe. Let me see.
0: So it was supposed to come out in October of this year.
1: Oh, June, June 2nd. You know what? It's okay. I can wait yeah, I don't six care. months. I'll wait. I'll six wait. months. I'll come down it's to Indie. It's actually around Z. my birthday. So that'll be a nice birthday present. I'll come down to Indie, Zach. We can watch it together. Yes, we will. We will. (laughs) I have
0: every Spider-Man movie in my collection. I actually have multiple copies of some of them.
1: So, yes, this will absolutely be added. I work at Target, you know, and they sell DVDs and Mm -hmm. I walk past it. There's a DVD section I walk past every day. There's only one copy of Into the Spider-Verse or, yeah, the first Into the Spider-Verse left.
0: Mm.
1: There's only one Blu-ray copy of that left. Pick it up. Well, I, I own it, like, digitally own it. um, yeah. So I think that's, you know, that's good enough for me, you know, <laughs> for now at least. I'm going to own it someday. Yeah. I'll, I'll start a DVD collection like you someday, you know. But. I would recommend it, man. I mean, it's,
0: I've always collected shit my whole life. Like, when I was a kid, I collected basketball cards. um I collected coins for a while. You know those coins you go... Like at the zoo, where you have to turn the crank to get the coin out, I collected mm-hmm. those, and I've always collected movies. But it's
1: it's a great hobby. It really is a great hobby. Uh, well, I'll, I'll I'll have to indulge someday, and Spider Verse will probably be my first one.
0: Well, on I was over at cranny. your house.
1: Uh, I do have some movies. I think
0: for your birthday last year. Yeah, you have some movies. <laughs>
1: Forgot about those. They've been all in a box for a while. So. Hey, mine are in a box right now in my car.
0: So that's actually half of my, I don't have that much stuff to move because I still live with my parents and I don't have that much stuff to move, but that took up quite a few boxes. Yeah. Yeah. That many movies I can imagine, but they're about to find a new home and I want to get a new shelving system to make them look legitimate. I have some ideas. We shall see. But, that's all the news I had, honestly. Moving into the first award of the night, the Bryce Shaddy Memorial Please Miss Me Award for a tidbit of news or anything else in the entertainment world that irked you the wrong way. Alex, what do you have? Do you have anything?
1: Honestly? Or anything at all. Anything at all. Does that have to be? Doesn't um, have to be movies. Anything? I mean, I, I, you already. I, I kind of gave mine. If you, if you want it, I mean, just people saying Tyrese Halliburton is, you know, mm. a top fifteen player. If you, if we just want to say that, I don't think he's <laughs> that good. I miss think you he's on maybe, that. Miss me on that? Yeah, I, I think that's a fair take. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you say miss me. That's funny. Miss me. <laughs> <laughs> miss me. Miss me so hard, as Brad Shetty says. Um, oh wait, real quick, miss me on um. Well, actually, I thought I had Patty something. Jenkins
0: writing Wonder Woman movies.
1: Well, Dude, you can miss me on that. Miss, this is a retroactive miss me. Miss me on Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. A movie was <laughs> hot shit, and I, I really. Normally, no, no, no. like sometimes I'll I'll just have a migraine. I can't help but be on my phone. That one I just was willingly on my phone the whole time. Like I just was like, I did I did not care.
0: The first time I ever got my girlfriend, the lovely Abigail, the first time I ever heard her say miss me, it brought a smile to my face. It brought a smile to my face because I was like, yes, yes, I'm rubbing off. <laughs> Uh, But my Miss Me Award, I award it to Jennifer Lawrence this week for falsely claiming that she was the first woman to ever lead an action movie. J-Law. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Have you ever heard of Sarah Connor? Have you ever heard of Ripley? Have you ever heard of Furiosa? Oh, God. <laughs> this woman. Don't I, don't I mean, I don't need to bury her. I feel like she's already been buried enough. Leia. Have you ever heard of Princess Leia? I just don't. I don't. This is not a great look for, honestly, a pretty good actress. I've always thought she was a little overrated, but she is an Oscar winner. She's a good actress. She's not a bad actress. <laughs> Um, not a great, not a great look. Claiming that you were the first woman to ever lead an action movie, not great. Not a great look, Alex. Not good. Not, I, I don't have much else to say on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's listen. Sometimes people just as these actors, you know, they have high Who opinions serve of themselves. Kill
0: Bill? Who serve and Kill Bill? The list yeah, goes
1: on. I mean, you could just do the whole cast of Kill Bill, honestly. I mean yeah, Daryl Hannah, Lucy, Fox, Lou, um, Fox. Lucy Yeah, Lucy Liu. Like you could go on and on. Not great. It's not it's great. not great. Not great.
0: Carrie Ann Moss in uh, The Matrix, Trinity in the Matrix? Whatever. Whatever. Uh let's get in the movie, shall we? <laughs> No Country for Old Men, released in 2007, 15 years old this year. Directed and written by the Coen brothers, based on the 2005 novel by Cormac McCarthy. Cinematography by the GOAT, Roger Deakins, and starring Josh Brolin, Javier Bardem, and Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones is actually the top-billed actor of this movie, which I thought was interesting. 8.2 out of 10 on IMDb. Too low. Give me an 8.7. Give me an 8.7. Roger I, Ebert gave it 4 out of 4 stars.
1: <laughs> yeah, 8.7, Alex. I would I, give it 8.7. 9.0. Easy. 9! Nine. I mean... That's it's, what The Dark Knight has. 9. This movie or The Dark Knight... Uh, we both are huge Dark Knight fans, Zach, but let's be real here. This movie or The Dark Knight... Mm. I mean... That's tough, actually. That's really tough. I mean... Th- if you, they're not the same like they have the same appeal to them, I'll say most crime
0: movies but different they're, kinds of like the they dark knight i feel like is much
1: much more hopeless than this movie they they have the same appeal in that if you're watching these movies you're watching them for the captivating villain performance more likely than not the, there's other stuff that's good about the movies but the majority of the fans of the movie are watching it for the um the captivating villains. I, I personally I like the Dark Knight more, but I think I would have this movie as a better movie. I don't know. Maybe that's just me.
0: I mean, that's a that's a fair take. Um these movies came in back to back years, which is really something to behold, but it's, I mean, let's get into the awards here. The 80th Academy Awards, which 2007, quite possibly the best movie year of our lifetimes. I would say this or 2019. 2019, of course, was the year with uh, Joker, Irishman, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, 1917, Parasite. Um, what else? Endgame. All those movies. That was 2019, and we'll get into those seven movies here in a second, but the 80th Academy Awards for 2007 movies, this movie was nominated for eight Oscars, it won four, so it won 50% of the ones it was nominated for, won Best Picture, Best Director, which was the Coen's first win for that, Best Supporting Actor for Bardem, and Best Adapted Screenplay, so it won three of the top six awards in a stacked year. I think that says a lot, Alex.
1: I mean, I I know like we love this movie, but I know this isn't like a lot of critics favorite Coen brothers movie. Like I know that's usually Fargo. Um, Would you say this, this might be unfair. Would you say this is the Academy's version of the departed or Is that an unfair comparison, do you think?
0: I think this is a better movie than The Departed. The Departed definitely deserved Best Picture, but it was also a makeup Oscar for Scorsese because he had never won Best Director before. When they should have given it to him for Goodfellas, they should have probably probably given it to him. For a lot of movies. Uh, A couple times before. Raging Bull. uh, (laughs) Uh, I'm sure a taxi driver a couple times, you know, they probably should have given it to him, but this is a better movie than departed. But I see where you're going with that comparison. I see where you're going with that because, you know, two, I guess, technically three all time great directors that hadn't been recognized for their work, you know, culturally impactful directors, every movie they make seems like an event like, and never really got theirs when it comes to the Academy. So yeah, I see where you're going with that. And also the party came out the year before this. So we had a run of
1: awesome movie years in the mid two thousands. Awesome. Yeah. And I think the Oscars were actually, you know, this was back. You and I were talking about this the other day, back when they were actually, you know, doing movies that people had seen. <laughs>
0: right. Like last year, I'm not saying code is bad. I've never even seen it, but like one best picture. And I never heard of it until Oscars night or when the nominees were announced. Like, right. Huh? Like that didn't happen. That did, I, I mean, it happened, but it didn't happen as much. Even 15 years ago when we're talking about this movie, this was also when, uh, this was before, they upped the amount of nominees in Best Picture to ten. So back, back in this era, only five movies were nominated for Best Picture, which makes it even more impressive, honestly. Considering how many bangers came out in this in this year alone,
1: right? Yeah, you. Sh- the list of movies in this is insane. Yeah i
0: I had a tough time finishing my Mount Rushmore. Like I had three that for sure I was gonna put on here. But the fourth one, I had trouble with. But this year, man. This year. This year. I mean, it's 07 or 2019. I honestly don't know which way I would lead. I really don't. Probably this year because it has No Country, which is one of my 10 favorite movies. And also features Bardem. And it has There Will Be Blood, which is... Quite possibly the greatest acting performance of our lifetimes, and as Zodiac, which is also one of my ten favorite movies. So
1: this year kind of cheats. It's kind of a cheat code for me. And there, there will be blood. And No Country and as your top two <laughs> in movies is just right. kind of. I apologize for the dogs, by the way, but you know can't really control them. I got dogs too. It's fun. But But let me tell you, No Country for Old Men had that
0: dog in them. (laughs) It had that dog in them, Alex. And it beat out There Will Be Blood. It beat out Zodiac, which wasn't even nominated. And I would actually say, I know I'm not your traditional critic because I don't suck off the Academy, but No Country for Old Men, I would actually say, is probably their best movie. It's either this or Fargo,
1: in, in in my opinion. Well, you know, I'm biased. I love The Big Lebowski. Um, mm, Fargo yeah. hit a little too close to home for me. So I I think now is probably a better headspace. I need to watch it soon. Um, Fargo's good, It's and it's short. It's only an hour and a half, much like this on, movie. This movie's only two hours. It's on my list. It just at the time, you know. Um, it was just hit a little close to home. So I was like, uh, I understand, you know, it's a little more lighthearted than it's seems, but it just was like mm, at the time, mm. but sure. I, th- I think, I, I think this movie was a well-deserving best picture. No doubt. I just think that it, there is a case for it to be made because a lot of people, love Fargo. And I mean Fargo was turned into, you know, a very popular TV show after the fact. Yep. Like, I mean Fargo's still going on if I'm not mistaken. Or I think you're right. And it's probably their most popular <laughs> their most popular work to date. And I I'm not saying it didn't deserve it entirely. I just feel like, you know, Again, the Academy does tend to do this in terms of makeup calls to actors or directors. Yes, they don't give it to them at the the correct time for the correct movies. And then like they got they got Bardem right. I mean, if they didn't get Bardem right, then yeah, that would have been a problem. That would have been a major problem. And they got they got Daniel Day-Lewis right this year, too.
0: Yes, yes. This is David Day Lewis's second win. He would go on to win a third one, uh, just like five years later. But you're right; they get it. They get it right. I feel like they actually get it right a majority of the time. But it's their misses that are just so. Like, how the fuck did you miss that? How did you miss that? it's and their misses are really glaring which I think takes away from their credibility sometimes but Alex let's hit the, let's hit on the 07 movies for context we talked about there will be blood talked about zodiac Michael Clayton which is a slow burn and honestly really like if you don't like slow movies you're not gonna like this movie but I liked it a lot. Um, It's about a fixer for a law firm played by George Clooney who's basically trying to wrap up... He's basically trying to clean up this big scandal, uh, the whole movie. And it's it's really, really good. Really good movie. Almost put it on my Mount Rushmore, but I didn't. Then we have Transformers, Alex. Transformers, which is actually... A really good movie. I actually rewatched this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Really good movie, Alex.
1: It's a lot more recent than I thought you were gonna say.
0: Really, really good movie. Really good movie. Then we have Juno, which was one of the five nominees for best picture. Some Tim Burton action here. Sweeney Todd and the Demon Barber, or sorry, Sweeney Todd the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. <laughs> The assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Into the Wild. Gone, baby, gone. Great movie. Great movie. Ben Affleck directed. Uh, American Gangster. Great Denzel performance.
1: Great Denzel. Another performance. Josh Brolin movie. American Gangster. <laughs> That's right. He isn't. He isn't American Gangster. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have for Brolin? Ratatouille. Best
0: animated feature winner this year. 310 to Yuma. Spider-Man 3.
1: Let's go. One Let's of go. my favorite scenes in Spider-Verse inspired by Spider-Man 3. You <laughs>
0: don't talk about that. The Bourne Ultimatum, which arguably the best Jason Bourne movie. Arguably. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, which is the third one. Super bad. Jonah Hill bursting onto the scene.
1: Great and movie. Michael Sarah and Seth Rogan. Bill Hader. Uh, Bill Hader. I mean Emma Stone. Just a great movie. One it's of the great really well. One of the great comedies. Yeah, it is. Disturbia. Actually watched
0: this uh I feel like back in March, I think. Shia LaBeouf. Great year for him. Knocked Up, another uh, comedy from this year that was really good. I Am Legend, which I was this close. It's putting on my Mount Rushmore. This close. Great movie, also based on a book like No Country for Old Men. The Halloween reboot, the Rob Zombie-directed Halloween. Really violent. Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Another animated movie, Meet the Robinsons and The Simpsons Movie. Some notable (laughs) movies
1: from 2007, Alex. The best picture snub that we don't talk about. The Simpsons Movie.
0: (laughs) Uh, Alex, let's go through our Rush Wars one at a time here. Uh, I'll go first. No Country for Old Men is the George Washington for me.
1: Okay. What do you got? I, I mean same here I there's I think we're going to have the same top two Alright Then I got there will be blood Agreed Alright now here's where I
0: think We might start to differentiate I got Zodiac as my third Mount Rushmore Head <laughs> And I have American Gangster here Mmm Another tough omission for me Very tough I'm just I'm, I'm a simp for Fincher I'm a simp for Fincher was sent for Fincher. If Fincher is in a movie or if Fincher's doing a movie, <laughs> gotta see it. And then my fourth one, Alex, I'll actually let you lead off here with your fourth one.
1: I mean, I have to go with Super Bad. Super Me- Bad. I mean, what else could it be? I mean, this is probably like McLovin. <laughs> yeah. well, I, you, you probably have a different one. I do.
0: And I don't know how it's gonna be received. But I don't care, Alex. Because my quote oh, no. of the week. My quote of the week is fuck the masses. Oh, Give me no. Transformers. No. Transformers. Give me Transformers. Over Super Bad. Give me Transformers. A great action movie. Uh Megan Fox bursting onto the scene. Shia LaBeouf tapping off one of the great runs by a child slash teen star that we've ever had Michael Bay making he's printing money printing money for Paramount give me Transformers I don't care I don't care Alex
1: fuck the masses wow um (laughs) this is some legendary stuff right here (laughs) um I don't care it's
0: my pod it I is like your pod. You're, I have all five movies in my collection.
1: Don't Fox don't glasses. give me. You're you're entitled to your opinion, Zach. <laughs> I'm entitled to think your opinion is wrong. <laughs> you you are entitled to that, but <laughs> but so, hey, but whatever. I, I'm
0: taking it. I'm taking and, it. I I agree. Optimus hey, the, Prime the, is the fourth head on my Mount
1: Rushmore. You, Optimus the, Prime. I'm I'm surprised you. Went with Transformers over Spider-Man Three. Um, that seems like even though Spider-Man Three was probably one of the worst Spider-Man trilogy, the worst of that trilogy, <laughs> the worst of that trilogy, and probably the worst one. I mean, I haven't seen it, but probably the worst one other than the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Is that fair to say?
0: That's that. Yeah, that's fair to say. That's usually the consensus. Yeah,
1: Spider-Man Three. Spider-Man Three is very underrated. I would say. <laughs> A very a nostalgic. underrated nostalgic. The um, nostalgia
0: factor of it takes it just takes it distracts you from how bad it is.
1: It kind of well, it just it's one of those movies. It's kind of like it's a better version of the last of like the last Skywalker or whatever that last one was called, where I it just had Skywalker. too much, yeah, where it just had too much going on. But unlike that movie, this one was actually kind of good. <laughs> Yeah, right. Spider-Man Three had too many plots. If it you cut out a couple of those plots, you had a good movie.
0: I'd rather have too many plots than no plot, like The Rise of Skywalker.
1: Well, Rise of Skywalker had too many plots while doing nothing. I think that was the problem. Mm, you, Spider-Man yeah. Three had something there. That's the difference. Um,
0: I and Rise of Skywalker was trying to make up for a bad predecessor, where Spider-Man Three just was riding the high off a great predecessor and didn't live up to the hype.
1: Well you talked about it on your Spider Man three pod. It also had some major studio issues. Major, major, which actually kind of got worked out
0: with this Venom the Venom franchise now. But yeah, I honestly didn't even think about it for my my Mount Rushmore here. I went with Transformers. It was between Transformers And I Am Legend. End up going with Transformers just because I've seen it more. And it's also kind of nostalgic. I watched that movie a shitload when I was a kid. Um, And I just like Shia LaBeouf. I just like Shia LaBeouf. And I respect Michael Bay for making money out of movies with no plots. Love it. You have to respect that. To some degree. You have to. (laughs) Do I? do i have to the man makes billions
1: off of senseless movies incomprehensible movies i i respect him for getting for being a getting that bag all-star um i don't know how much i respect you for putting it over some of these other movies <laughs> that's fine but, that's fine um in all seriousness probably could have read it i was with here. you I, I, yes, both of us probably could have put Ratatouille on here. I was with you <laughs> on it being underrated and being good. I was with you, Zach. I'm not a transform. I'm not a first Transformers hater. When Mark Wahlberg gets involved, then I'm a hater. Yeah, but uh, un- I mean the fourth one is ass. Fourth one sucks. Until that point, I'm not a hater um, of the Transformers movies. I actually like them. You I haven't. You have an ally here. I just think you're going too far. That's Klobuchar. all? Probably should have Ratatouille, but fuck the
0: masses. I can't go back now. You can't go back. It's, it's written in stone. <laughs> Alex, I'm going to let you pick what category we do first. We have best scene. We have who got it the worst. We have the block in the back award for the most brainless decision of the movie. And we have comedy.
1: What do you want? I, I think we got to start with who got it the worst. I think this movie deserves who got it the worst to start. A lot of death in this movie. Actually, I'll... I'm going to look up what the body count for this movie is. And he It's a lot. I'm going to guess probably... Well, if you include all the people in the first scene, I'm going to guess mm. 40. Because that was a lot of death in that first scene. And then Shagur himself probably executes... 15 people. I'll
0: rephrase. Over under. 22. Kill. Fuck, I just gave it away. It's 22. (laughs) It's 22? My over under was going to be 25. Yeah, Yeah, I just gave it away. 22 is the body count. Fuck me. Damn it. Yeah, 22. 22 kills. Let's just think about it. The drug deal gone wrong in the desert. How many is that? That might be
1: ten right there. Yeah, that's that's what I was. That's where I was getting my big number from because that you what, Brolin. You, you have, have the three the three guys in the hotel in the hotel. Yep. You have the hotel uh, owner and the um. I think there was someone yep. else killed in that scene too. You have uh, Woody the Harrelson in the beginning. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, Woody Harrelson, the guy Bardem pulls over after he steals the cop car. <laughs> Uh, the chicken coop guy. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's a wife. lot
1: of off. There's a lot of off-screen death in this movie. Yep, Brolin's
0: but, wife. Are they counting Brolin's mother-in-law? I mean, she didn't. She wasn't killed. But I don't she think did they die are. in the movie. I don't think mm. that counts. Interesting. Honestly, not as high of a body count as I thought, but it sounds right now that we're well, talking about Well, what
1: about the out. guy that Llewellyn killed outside the hotel? Oh, the truck guy? The, the one... In the truck. Well, not that guy. He killed that guy, too. But the one... What um, wasn't his fault, though. No, the one when Ed Tom gets to the hotel and the guy's crawling outside, that guy definitely died. Oh, I, yes. You're right. Yep, he might. He probably does count. Yeah.
0: Oh, and the uh, the big wig in the office. Yeah. Like Woody Harrelson's guy. Yeah. 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 Yep. So That sounds about right. Twenty-two. That does sound about right. The dog. Do- does the dog count? No. No, the dog that swam after Brolin. I think they're counting the dog.
1: <laughs> I think the dog might count, Dude, Alex. Can I just use this space to talk about how Llewellyn's the biggest fucking? Do- I told. I texted you yeah. this. <laughs> Lou Ellen's the biggest fucking. You're stepping dumbass. on block in the
0: back. You're stepping on block. In okay.
1: The back. okay, okay, okay. I'll step. Yes. I'll, I'll anyway. hold it in. No, go ahead and explain it because you're right. He's he. No, I'll just wait till block in the back. Then I'll just wait. I'll just wait. Well, I let's can just hold, hold do it block in block in the back.
0: Let's just do block I'll... in the back. Okay. Because my first no. nominee for block in the back word is
1: uh, Llewellyn returning to the drug deal gone wrong. And I think. Another one you could probably have in there is him taking the fucking money. <laughs> but I would have done the
0: same. I would have done the same. Anybody would have done the same. I mean, shit. Suitcase <laughs> full of money. St-
1: you stumble upon a suitcase full of money, and you're just like, hmm. <laughs> you see, Which... after here, here's my thing, Zach. Okay, normally, yes. If I stumble, if I just stumble upon a suitcase full of two million dollars, I would be inclined to agree with you. However. He just pulled up the um, satchel or whatever, the cover on that truck, saw that it was full of drugs, saw that these guys were all dead, (laughs) and then took the money. What are you doing, Llewellyn? And then just hides it in his apartment. I mean, the whole scene where he's trying to get the briefcase out of the air duct, it takes him, what, an hour to get the briefcase out of the air duct? Like he has to do so much just to it's get that. Take out of <laughs> it takes a, take a while. It takes a long time. His life is on the line, and he doesn't think to put it just a little bit closer to him. He pushes that thing a far way away. Um, no, ma'am, I want to keep my room and get another room. He, he that too. He buys the kid's shirt off of him for five hundred dollars. <laughs> five hundred dollars. Look at that fucking bone. <laughs> he, not that. That's Anton. That's when Anton oh, yes, gets right. yes, yes. When, when he's crossing the border. This is when he's crossing yes. the border and he's bleeding yes. profusely. He's like, "I'll give you five hundred for your shirt." That's way too much. You could have. This is the eighties. You could hold the money. Let him hold the money.
0: What he's are you talking?
1: <laughs> I'm giving you five hundred dollars. I want the beer too. Okay, that makes a little bit of sense. When he walks into the clothing store that he bought all the stuff from earlier, he's like, you ever seen a man walk in here with no clothes? No, sir, I suppose I haven't. It's just... No, <laughs> sir. It's unusual. God.
0: <laughs> like gets- it. It's funny when he's crossing the border back in his uh, like uh, hospital gown. And the guy is like grilling him about his job and why is he coming back? And he's like, "Were you a Nam?" And he's like, "Yes, sir." Two tours. And he's like, "Help this man out." <laughs> <laughs> All I needed to hear was that he was a Nam. Didn't question anything about his appearance. He was just like,
1: "Help this man." Why is this man in hospital gown?
0: Is <laughs> uh. But that, yes, I agree with you, Llewellyn. Although, he was a worthy adversary for Anton. Like, he, he
1: actually shot Anton. How many people can say that? He, I'm not saying you can be dumb and be a good shot. He very clearly was capable in. He almost had him. He almost yes. killed him. Let's be real here. His wife was the brains in that Really. Carla Jean was the brains in that relationship. Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. You're fixing to do something dumber than hell, but I'm going to do it anyway.
0: (laughs) He said her... did I realize when he said that, that he was bringing the guy in the truck water? Like, it took me this... Like, when he's filling up the gallon of water in his sink, it just clicked in me this last viewing that, oh, he's bringing that guy water. And then he goes and opens the truck, and the guy's gone. He...
1: It's this, just funny and, what you realize on your like eighteen three watch. I know. And like I think both of us it's fair to say I think watch this with a more critical eye for this podcast than we usually would. I think normally we're just watching this like oh I, I speak speaking for myself at the very least. Yeah. I'm watching this like oh you know I'm watching this because I love the movie. Now I'm watching this you know we're doing a podcast on it so I want to speak more critically on it. <laughs> critical thinking and all that jazz. It's Watching Lou Ellen, just like every decision he makes, you could say it's tragic. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get roasted for this. Lou Ellen had it coming, he had it coming. He, he, Should was have easily. Let a, a, a sitting dog lie. <laughs> I mean, well. Yes, but if he let that sitting dog lie, he would have died. But in all in all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, um, he could have avoided all this. He should have just he you're right. He should have never gone back to the crime scene. That was his first mistake. He should have just gone across the border as soon as he got that briefcase. The problem was he didn't know that tracker was in there. And yes. I. that's one thing I don't understand about this movie. Um, The Tracker. <laughs> like, that seems like a real MacGuffin to me. Mm-hmm. You know, like how does that work? That doesn't seem like they'd have that technology back in the 80s. Like, I, no. I don't know. Am, am no, I crazy? Right. Am I crazy here? Like, that that's the only part of this movie that seems the tiniest bit unreal. Like, I, I guess I could see it, but like what did the tracker look like? Did we even see the tracker in the whole movie? I don't think we did.
0: The only part for me that I had a gripe with, I'll get to later, but I think you might agree with me when I get to it. Okay, I think you might agree with me.
1: I, it's not, the tracker thing wasn't a gripe. It's just like, I just thought it was cure Like, I know we had to have, had to have... Sugar be able to find Lou Allen. otherwise, the plot wouldn't work. That being no, said, yes. that being said, um, that kind of was like in the back of my mind. Like, okay, this tracker is kind of OP. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, well,
0: it's it's definitely a plot device, but I don't know. That'd be interesting to research. If that was even, I'm guessing it was around the years, 1980 in this movie.
1: So maybe, maybe it was around. I don't know. Let's see. I'm going to Google it while we, while you move on real quick. But I'm actually
0: giving the block in the backboard to the guard, at the beginning of the movie, the officer leaving Anton, uh, basically unattended and allowing himself to be strangled to death. So what an opening, it's, what an opening to this movie.
1: That's pretty good. Um The question is though, is it really a block in the back if you never if you couldn't see that coming? Like, you know, like what prisoner would think to how do you know you have Anton Sugar? You know? Like I'm giving him the award. I've giving yeah,
0: you I, the award. You locked that I, man up. He had, he had a weapon on him. He had a weapon on him a weird weapon yes but give it you lock him up lock him up definitely don't sit with your back to him
1: you know what i think is funny actually well i'll save this one for comedy i keep jumping through segments um a lot of comedy there's a lot of comedy in this movie um i i think now let's go go to who got it the worst because i think there's there's a lot of good candidates for this.
0: Who got it the worst? Of course, we have the guard at the beginning, who I just awarded the block in the back ward to. He so, might be the winner. <laughs> he might be the winner. Guy that gets pulled over right after that. Hey. What is that? What is that for? And then he gets said blown off, basically. Llewellyn's wife uh, loses her husband and then gets killed herself. Carla Jean. Very tough. Innocent guys at the hotel, which I'm not sure they're innocent. One of them had an Uzi. So I'm, sure I'm there pretty sure there. they were with
1: the... I'm pretty sure they were looking for the drugs as, or they were looking for that money as well. Okay, so not innocent, but still. Guys at the hotel got it pretty bad.
0: <laughs> the hotel owner, as we said, with the pet cat, uh, tough. <laughs> Uh, Woody Harrelson himself, the truck driver who picks up <laughs> picks up a frantic Brolin and then immediately gets shot through the throat. The chicken great guy who is just trying to help a guy. It's just a nice guy trying to help sugar out with airports and directions and ends up dying off screen. Llewellyn himself, and then Carla Jean. Me personally, I'm. Uh, Go with the hotel owner. You know, just trying to run a business. Finally, getting some some customers, and it's just it's bad luck. It's just bad luck.
1: I I have to go with the truck driver. Um, you're you pick up a guy on the street. You in don't the know the night in the middle of the night. You don't know he's in a gunfight, and then all of a sudden you just die like that. Um, Style. Yeah, it's that's a pretty fucking bad way to go. I I think <laughs> there are some he other was good ones. Just going out to get some beer, yeah, no, uh, you know, and 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 boom, and, and not not that it matters to him, but then his truck gets fucking ruined. Um, it's, yeah, he's already dead. He doesn't care. He's yeah. Not that that part is really material at that point. But, you know, that's just salt on top of the wound. Mm. Although I guess it would matter more if you were alive, but you know, still, <laughs> it's the principle of the thing, Zach.
0: So oh, yes, yes. So you give it to the truck guy. I give it to the hotel owner. Fair enough. Next up, comedy. I already said what is that for at the beginning. <laughs> and he's like, "How fast was I going, sir? What is that? What is that for?" Just hold still, please brittle st- Griddle. Anton fucking with the cashier. I actually had some quotes from this. This is probably the most famous scene from the movie, I would say. I think so. Uh, Anton fucking with him. <laughs> when the guy's just kind of rambling, you know, like making some all talk, trying to get him to leave. Anton says, you don't know what you're talking about, do you? <laughs> Sir? I said, you don't know what you're talking about, do you? Sure. You married into it. Well, if that's the way you want to put it, I don't have any way of putting it. That's how it is. You married into it, sir. <laughs> is that what you're asking me? Is there something wrong with anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, just,
1: it's, it's just a great scene. It's 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 the, it's the most famous scene from the movie. It's the way he says "friendo." I still Frendo. the ways. Sometimes I'll just say "friendo." No one will know what I'm talking about. I just like saying "friendo." Yes. It's it's such like it's probably the most obscure reference I can make from this movie. we <laughs> <laughs> That whole scene, the whole sequence, <laughs> friendo. Just like we close now, dark. We close it dark. <laughs> Now is not a time. What time do you close?
0: <laughs> just fucking with him. Guy's trying to close up.
1: The coin traveled 22 years to get here. Now it's here. It's, it's so, it, this scene is going to be in the best scene too. Yeah, you and do. You've been putting it up
0: your whole life. You just didn't know it. Me call it. This is... I need to know what I stand to gain. Everything. You stand to gain everything.
1: Is it possible that this is the best scene and also the funniest scene? Like just being real for a second here? It's very possible because the guy
0: behind the counter is like, he's stellar in this scene. He's really good. I don't even know his
1: name, but he's awesome in the scene. Like playing. I wouldn't say he's dim witted. It's just he doesn't understand the gravity of what's. He's innocent.
0: He doesn't know. Yes. He doesn't
1: know his life is on the line.
0: As far as he knows, this is just some guy who drifted into his gas station. He doesn't know. <laughs> exactly. Coin flip. A coin flip. You don't put it in your pocket anywhere by your pocket. If you put it in with the other coins, it just becomes a coin, which it is.
1: Great. Great. Crazy. The coin don't have no say. That's, that's the Carla Jean scene. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh,
0: oh, Alex, no. John Walford starting for the Rams tonight, not Baker Mayfield. Um, well, that's, <laughs> that's
1: I unfortunate. I don't think either of us want to watch that game, so we're not missing much. <laughs> that's unfortunate. I have fantasy implications, but which, by the
0: way, Josh Jacobs scored a touchdown for me. So, sorry. Well, Sorry, Alex.
1: It's okay it's okay I have a buy either way I know that's what people want to hear on this podcast about No Country for Old Men is our fantasy matchup our fantasy matchup anyway next up on comedy
0: when uh, Anton is investigating the the uh, (laughs) drug deal gone wrong massacre and he has those two suit guys with him and one of them's like that's a dead dog and Anton's like
1: yes it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> his voice and just inflection yes it is I, I okay so I don't think I've seen another movie with Javier Bardem in it that's not how we normally talk right Skyfall you haven't seen Skyfall I have not no Oh, uh, I, I, he has a similar
0: tone in Skyfall another great villain portrayal by him in Skyfall yeah Hopefully I would go watch Skyfall I, right now if I was you That is an another Roger Deakins movie. I don't know
1: about you. Well, I'm a little busy at the moment, but I I think when I have a chance. Best James Bond movie of all time. In my opinion. The
0: dogs agree. They should. The movie's got that dog (laughs) in it. (laughs) Next up, Anton talking to the lady at the trailer park. I kind of mentioned this before, but she's like, I can't say. Where does he work? Did you not hear me? I can't say. Where does he work? <laughs> <laughs> that that scene is funny,
1: but he also... just stares at her blankly and then turns around and leaves. <laughs> Hilarious. But do you? I think if that t- toilet didn't flush, she would have died because he heard the toilet flush. Yeah, and he You're was right. gonna kill her. He was gonna kill her, but then he heard someone was there and was like, "Nope, not worth it," and he decided to leave
0: which that's a very cuz there's another scene in this where there is a a background noise that has a lot of weight to it like this one you have the toilet and then when the famous shootout happens at the hotel you hear the phone ringing in the distance when Brolin calls the front desk and you hear the phone ringing and it gives away that the guy's dead just <laughs> the like Coens man these little details make their movies stand out. It's just, oh man. How do they think of this? How do they think of this shit? It's insane. Next up, uh, give him the beer, which you also kind of mentioned at the, at the U S Mexico border. And then, uh, the mariachi band waking up, (laughs) waking up Llewellyn as he's bleeding to death on the stairs. I thought that was funny too.
1: (laughs) The band. El Medico.
0: (laughs) Medico,
1: <laughs> and he's giving them money too. Llewellyn's oh. just handing; he's handing out money in this movie like it's. He's just handing it out like it's Halloween candy. Yeah, God, that is. that was such a Caleb Lynn thing to say. God, now um, good thing I'm not a Cardinals fan. He's gonna say mm. I own royalties now. So um, bad for
0: you if you're a Cardinals fan.
1: <laughs> I know. I hope they go 60 and one hundred and two next year. Um, in all seriousness, though, like he was handing out money in this movie, like just absolutely crazy. He just hands them a hundred dollar bill and just says hospital. <laughs> like medical. they not medical. Like they couldn't have just seen that he was bleeding profusely and just maybe would have taken him there themselves <laughs> with their own volition. <laughs> no. Does he just That'd think be a great everyone, alarm clock to me? That'd be a great alarm clock,
0: Mariachi Man. Love it, it. it would I'd be. Love it. Here's Better here's the, the gu- goddamn iPhone
1: sound from hell. Here's the question, Zach, okay? Mm. Do you think Llewellyn just was in a place where he thought everyone in the world needed to be bought? Serious question.
0: I think he had never had that much money before, and he was like, I'm going to use this to get out of this situation so I can keep the money. That's all I a lot of. it was.
1: That's a lot of money for 1980. Two million dollars. I mean,
0: two million bucks. Yeah, let's do, let's do the conversion, shall we? 1980 we shall. money. That has to, to be today. at least
1: seven million today. Just doing. Give me a it, give me a calculator. Give me a calculator. I wouldn't be surprised if that's at least. Let's see. I just want a calculator. Come on, come on, come on.
0: Come on, give it to me. Give me something. Let me type it in. All right, here we go. Two two million in nineteen eighty would be almost seven point three million today. Would you look at that? Yes. <laughs>
1: Wow, it's incredible stuff for me. Incredible
0: rafters, rafters. Put it in the raise it, raise the banner, raise the banner. Uh, I don't know what what's your funniest what's your funniest part of this. I I will personally go with.
1: I'll go with the band waking him up. I just found that really funny this time around. Oh, I had something I wanted to add. I don't think it's the funniest. Hmm. Them talking about what they don't know a Shigeru's weapon is. But then Yeah. Tommy it, Lee
0: We're gonna talk about the weapon. It's it's one of the signature weapons in movie history.
1: <laughs> but then Tommy Lee Jones describing exactly what a cattle gun does, where it takes yes. the bullet in and then out of the brain, so it mm-hmm. leaves no trace. Yep. I mean, I I Zach, I can't help but think that there's like a deli not it's not funny in the traditional sense. I couldn't help but think there was an irony to that. Like they couldn't figure out what, why these people were dying. Yeah. And no, right. I, I thought that was funny. And also I thought Wendell was really funny in this movie. He wasn't mm-hmm. really trying to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he just was, I got to go with the beer, the beer. Give him the uh... beer. <laughs> also look at that bone. Look at that fucking bone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He still got your shirt.
1: Yeah, when they're arguing after he goes away. God, what a... I love this movie. Alex, do you
0: know who that is who said, look at that fucking bone. Do you know that that kid? That is Caleb Landry Jones who would go on to be the brother and get out. Hmm. Do you remember the crazy brother and get out?
1: I who, do like, not know. With
0: uh, he was like, oh man. So you know the girl Daniel Kaluuya is dating in that movie. Mm-hmm. Her brother in that movie. That is who this kid is. He looks familiar. Yeah, I. I looked at him and I was like, I think I know who that is. And then I looked this kid up and I was like, damn, that's him. And it was his first ever movie role. Caleb Landry Jones. <laughs> Crazy. But I want to talk about the weapon now. It's officially an air-powered captive bolt pistol which is commonly used to stun cows before they're slaughtered, which is kind of what you were saying with the, with the Tommy Lee Jones. So there you go. It's one of the signature weapons of all time. I had some honorable mentions here. I had Indiana Jones's whip. I had lightsabers just in general, which I feel like might be the runaway favorite here. And then I had the Terminator shotgun. And was I missing anything, Alex? Am I
1: missing any weapons? <laughs> I I have one Harry Potter's v. wand. Do you want to put wands in there? I don't know if it's the same kind of iconic. um Hatori Hanzo swords from Kill Bill. Mm, yes. I don't know. I don't I like know if it that. qualifies as the same thing. No, I like that. But I love. I like it. Um, that's kind of what I had in mind there. I think those are iconic weapons. Like the 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 mythology behind those swords in that movie I think kind like again it's not on the level of those other ones you have if you want to get specific about lightsabers I think Darth Maul's lightsaber is probably yeah one of the most iconic ones the double-ended one or Mace Windu's Mace Windu's too because it's purple Mm -hmm. and Samuel L. Jackson is just like I want a purple lightsaber and they're like you're Samuel L. (laughs) Jackson you get a purple lightsaber (laughs) yes Yes, sir. Yes, we will do this. <laughs> um, yeah, I think yeah. that's the. Those are the ones I can think of off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, Kill Bill sword for sure. That's that. That's that's a good one. That's a, I like that. I like that. That's a good that's a good addition. I would go lightsabers. Runaway favorite, but I think this. I think the uh, air powered captive bolt pistol. If you want to get specific. That's probably in there as well. And uh, last category here, the best scene, which we've kind of hit on some of them here, but I think Llewellyn finding the massacre and investigating it. That whole kind of mix of everything leading into him being chased into the river. That whole scene, that whole sequence. (laughs) it, It really just sucks you into the movie. Cause you're like, okay, he has this money. Who's after him? He just got it by chance. Like it's it sucks. Scene in the movie. Then of course the coin flip, which would probably be my pick. I feel like that's probably the pick for this. But uh, any scene with Tommy Lee Jones, actually, Alex. Any scene mm-hmm. with Tommy Lee Jones. He's great in this movie. He's batting a thousand. He's batting a thousand. Uh, he's already won an Oscar at this point. He won an Oscar in the '90s for The Fugitive. Felt like he should have been nominated for this. He was actually nominated for best supporting, or uh, well, let me see here. He was, I looked at the Academy page, he was nominated yes. for best actor. He was nominated for best actor in a movie called In the Valley of Ela. Did not win, though. Of course, Daniel they lose one,
1: which. I, I don't know. I think he should have been nominated twice. They should have made an exception. I think he should have been. Like what they like they did with
0: what uh Scarlett Johansson a couple years ago. She was nominated for best actor and best actress and supporting actress in the same year. So it's it's they could have done it. They could have done it. Brolin not not, be, not Brolin not being nominated is a
1: joke. Brolin should have been nominated. He really Brolin, should have. Been. If they were going to nominate a best actor from this movie it should have been Brolin. Yes. Just because if they knew Tommy Lee was going to be nominated from the other movie, I mean...
0: It, it should have been Brolin. Brolin should have been nominated for Best Actor. Bardem was a... Yeah, you know, that was foolproof. You couldn't miss that. But uh, I also had the phone ringing in the distance as Best Scene. The entire hotel shootout, which I feel like is a close second. Just a great action scene. Mm -hmm. this movie's like a western and an action movie psychological thriller psychological thriller it's really hard to pin a genre on it if I had the, you know gun to my head I'd probably say western but
1: I think western is probably what do you think wikipedia like the Mm. what do you think wikipedia describes it as I think they will say western crime thriller so let's see no country for old men is a Neo-Western crime thriller. So you were close. Mm. Neo-Western. Damn.
0: They like that shit. They like to throw Neo into everything, don't they? I don't know it's what bastard, Neo the means. They don't even know what it means. He's it's that guy it's from the Matrix. It's not a traditional Western... Yeah, he's this guy from the Matrix. They just... They're like, it's not a traditional Western, but it's a Western... Neo-Western. Yeah, yeah. What's a Neo-Western? Don't worry about it. This is (laughs) Neo-Western. Whatever. I was close. I was close enough. I'll take it. Uh, Some other honorable mentions. Woody visits Llewellyn in the hospital. Uh, Carson Wells, who's actually Woody's character in this. I just keep calling him Woody. But Carson and Anton uh, meeting in the hotel room shortly before Carson dies. The Llewellyn-Anton phone call where it seems like they're going to have another big-time shootout, and it just doesn't happen. Llewellyn dies. And then at the end, Tommy Lee Jones meeting with the old man, who I looked it up, turns out to be his uncle. I could not figure out who that was supposed to be, and it's actually his uncle. And then Anton meets with Carla Jean at the end, which leads into the car crash. And he has the famous quote, like you said earlier, people always say the same thing. But Alex, I think it's the coin flip, but it has to be the coin flip. If it's not the coin flip, I'll say the entire shootout at the hotel. That would be my vote. I
1: I also, when he blows up the car, when he blows up the car with the cotton balls, that one was a creative scene because I realized what he was doing like halfway through what he was doing. I was like, oh. Is gonna be and I was fun. telling
0: Bryce today, like that whole scene after that where he's
1: like fixing his leg. I love that scene. That scene it. is that's it's a great sequence. Because Lou Ellen's in the hospital and he's fixing himself. I think it's a great like contrast. Mm-hmm. Um But if I had to pick I really like the Uncle Alice scene where yeah. Ed Tom is talking to is talking to Uncle Alice. And it's just like talking about the old days and they're talking like he's like Ed Tom's like oh you know the crime's getting so bad you know like oh it's getting so bad and then Uncle Ellis is like no it's always been this way. It's really hard to live in this country. You know and I I think that's you know Tommy Lee Jones is such like <laughs> an amazing actor. He he seems so stoic but he really portrays somebody can emotions on he's his face. He's funny, man. He's funny, he's, and he's, funny. he's serious, and he's
0: somber, and... Yes. He's just... He, he's really, really... He's only 76, believe it or not. thought like
1: he was older he's, than that. The key to looking young is to look old your entire life. He's looked he like he has he's, done that. He's looked like he's 76 since, since the Men since in 80s. Black. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah he's incredible in this movie and yeah. I, I, we really haven't talked about him a whole lot like we've just kept bringing him up but I think that was probably his best scene um, for me at least I really like you know all of his scenes but I think that one where you know cause it's not just him shining I really like the Uncle Ellis actor who's you know confined to the wheelchair like you know what, mm-hmm. and he's like what'd you do if your, your killer got out or you know the man who did that to you got out well probably nothing you know right I, I just thought it was really i have seen a lot of people not like the way this movie ends and i think i used to feel that way i think this movie ends the way it needs to end oh alex look at
0: this i feel like i have had heard this before tommy lee jones's college roommate care to guess who it was
1: who was Tommy Lee Jones? Well, so, okay, so how old he was? He's 76. So That means he was born in
0: 1946?
1: Mm-hmm. Went to Harvard. <laughs> I'm not going to guess who it was. Who was his college roommate? Al Gore. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Al Gore and Tommy Lee Jones roommates. Wow. Wow. Who can you guess? The future almost president and one of the great supporting actors of our time. Wow. <laughs> Who would have guessed? What a room. What a room that is. <laughs> what do we have next here? My only gripe with the movie. All right. My only gripe with the movie. Llewellyn dies
1: off screen. That's the only one. That's That can be the only one.
0: He dies off screen. I thought he deserved an on-screen death. I thought we deserved a final battle between Anton and Llewellyn. A, well, I
1: agree with it. I think that's the argument you make for Tommy Lee Jones being the main character, though. Yes, like yes, that is the argument. Is that he's the one who discovers Llewellyn's dead? Like the the story is. Told he's also the only one trying to do the right thing. Yes. <laughs> Again, Llewellyn's a fucking dumbass.
0: <laughs> like, do you blame Llewellyn for taking the money? No. No. But should he have taken it? No. Probably not. I mean, it's technically, it's blood money. Of course, Anton is a bad guy. He's the personification of evil, basically. And death. And, uh, you have, uh, Earl Tom Bell, right? What's his name? That's his name, Ed Tom. Ed Tom. Ed Tom Bell. Basically, just trying to do the right thing, trying to find this man for his wife because she doesn't know where he is. Like and and he's the only one that lives besides Anton who we have to assume lives even though he kind of limps off to the sideline but yeah it's that part that part of it is interesting to me that the only guy trying to do the right thing is the only one who gets off scot free basically
1: yeah it raises like what do the um coen brothers believe you know, it raises that question. Hmm. Like, you know, do they believe if you do the right thing you'll get rewarded in the end? Like it's you know, it's a fair question. Um if you, you know, if you're doing you know, if you're looking to help others, you know, are you gonna get rewarded? You know, it's it's not that it's a pretty un nihilistic yeah. <laughs> approach. You're fucking nihilist, you don't believe in anything. <laughs> <laughs> I had know. to work. Th- yeah, you, you know, had I had to in work. In I had to work a Lebowski reference in here. Yeah, no, um, yeah, to, to fit it. In. I had to. Um, I think that if that's their read on things, I think that's pretty.
0: It's oh, pretty generous pretty generous. Baker Mayfield in the game. Breaking news: Baker Mayfield wow. in the game. <laughs> but anyway, continue.
1: Um. I think that's a pretty generous read on like life and karma from them. You know. Mm. And I think I don't think they're going to touch westerns again probably. I I mean they did The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yep. They did True Great. I don't I watched like half of The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. True Grit was great. I have need to see True Grit. Zach. I stopped The Ballad of Buster Scruggs when I got to the Liam Neeson part yeah understandable <laughs> understandable <laughs> very understandable um I won't fault you for that and I you know now they're kind it seems like I don't know if they're gonna start doing separate things um because they you know Joel I think it was Joel it seems like they are because Joel did Macbeth without Ethan.
0: Yes, and then Ethan shit on Macbeth when it came out.
1: Well, like, Ethan hard. Just shit on it hard. Macbeth, by the way, great movie. I don't care what Ethan says. You're wrong. I didn't see Ethan it. Ethan Cohen. It was, I think you need to see it in a movie theater, and you're not going to be able to see it in a movie theater. Um, that's the problem. Because it was released to streaming, and I saw it at the living room theater in Indianapolis. So, but which is a plug, by the way, I love that movie theater. Um, They have, they didn't pay me. I'll just, they show great movies there. Um, I think you need to see that movie in a theater and I don't think you're going to be able to. I don't think I'm going but to be able to either. It's a, it's a really good movie. It just, you know, I understand why, <laughs> you know, uh, Shakespearean Lee accurate. Macbeth might not be appealing to some people. yeah
0: Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to hit on here before we get into fun facts to close it out the supporting actor winners from 2007-2009 we have a three-peat here that I would dare anyone to try and find a better three-peat from a category in Oscar history so Javier Bardem wins for No Country for Old Men 2007 Heath Ledger wins for Dark Knight in 2008, and Christoph Waltz wins for Inglorious Bastards in 2009. That is like three of the top ten acting performances we have ever seen, Alex, in back to back to back fashion. Yeah, unfucking believable. No, those not just three of the greatest. Performances we've seen. Three of the best villains of all time. You can argue the best villain of all time if if the Joker. Joker is probably the best
1: performance of our lifetime. If you want if you want to get into that, you could argue all three of these against each other. I think these three are all like all in the same tier. And I don't think
0: the actors are inseparable from the roles. Inseparable.
1: And I don't think it's an insult to say, oh, you know, these guys are all on the same tier here. Like, oh, no. just crazy, crazy run. An insane run. Fun facts
0: the fake blood cost the crew $800 a gallon. Most of it was used for the drug deal gone wrong in the desert. And then it's the next one. According to a January 2018 article in Business Insider, a group of psychiatrists studied 400 movies and identified 126 psychopathic characters from those movies. They chose Bardem's portrayal of Anton Chigurh as the most clinically accurate portrayal of a psychopath. That's... Listen. It's it's fair. It's a good... (laughs) The guy's totally devoid of, like, compassion or or empathy, empathy, anything.
1: He's not a human. He's not. The only reason he doesn't do stuff is so he doesn't get caught. That's literally it. Yeah, that's it. Josh
0: Brolin broke his shoulder in a motorcycle accident just two days after getting the part in this movie. In an interview with Now Magazine, he recalled thinking... Quote, fucking shit. I really wanted to work with the Coens as he flew over the car that hit him. His injury, however, turned out to be a non-issue since his character is shot in the shoulder very early in the film. So there you go. Josh Brolin lucked out. Lucked out in the motorcycle accident.
1: Thankfully, he wouldn't have had any of those issues when he was playing Thanos, a role I know he also (laughs) was dying to do. Yeah. (laughs) He was also really good as
0: Cable in Deadpool Yes, he was. He was really good in this cable. I hope he comes back. The suppressor on Anton's gun was specially made for the movie. Such a device did not exist, so the Coens had one invented. Coens, innovation. The case that held the money in this film was the same case that was also used for the same purpose in Fargo. Coens again. And then in this last... uh, Fact I stated earlier, only sixteen minutes of music in the whole movie. This is you don't you don't really realize that till it's over, and you you hear that
1: that wow, yeah, I guess there wasn't a lot of music in it. (laughs) This is a movie that doesn't need the music, in my opinion. Like as crazy as it is to say, like we're we're so accustomed to to scores, you know, and all. It's not that much dialogue either. No, but it's so. Like, there's such a music to the way the movie works. I think it it kind of speaks for itself, you know, and it doesn't need like, don't get me wrong. Hans Zimmer kills it. Right. Um, I'm I'm blanking on other famous scores John Williams kills it. But Zach, we don't need that all the time. And I think this movie, you know, the cinematography kills it. Right there's so much in this movie, so much attention to detail with the dialogue and all that. Like there's, and plus there's a lot of gunshots too. (laughs) Yeah. Uh. So music might not have been on the top of their minds. No, but
0: this man, one of my 10 favorite movies of all time, rising the ranks definitely deserved the best picture of this year, which is saying a lot considering all the movies we rattled off. Alex, Thank you for joining me tonight on this of anniversary course. pod. Slug. Slug, brother.
1: Okay, so make sure you check out the Power Hour this week. Um, JD just needed a week off, so he's going JD just needed just just needed some time. He knows we all need some time off sometimes. So I'm going to monologue this week. This, these teams are more for me anyway. Um, this week is the Kings, the Raptors, and Zach's favorite team, the New York Knicks.
0: Oh, yes. My favorite team. Your favorite team as well, the Raptors.
1: Well, <laughs> my actual favorite team. It's uh, Actually, they're not my favorite team this year. I, I see real holes with them. I'm tired of watching them do the same thing two years in a row. I don't, uh, contrary to popular belief, I don't like watching the same thing two years in a row, which is why the Pacers are one of my favorite teams this year. Because um, they're doing something yeah. really different this year. Yeah, um, But... And which is why, even though I craft on Halliburton, not craft on him, but you know what I mean, Zach. Even though yeah. I I doused the fire on him, I guess would probably be the better way to put it. I still am a huge fan of this team. Um, but I have to talk about the other side of that trade, so that'll be coming out probably That's right. very soon after this podcast. But make sure you listen to this one first, because and if you do listen to this one first, at Caleb Lynn one and tell him the Cardinals suck. Yes, please do that.
0: And at at Bryce Shaddy and tell him Russell Wilson's washed. Tell him that.
1: Yes. Do this in the same tweet, preferably. And do it with the hashtag no country for old men. Yes, please. Please do that.
0: (laughs) Check out the content on the network, folks. And as always, thank you very much for listening.